today's scripture reading is Psalm 150. Hallelujah. Praise God in his holy house of worship. Praise him under the open skies. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his magnificent greatness. Praise him with a bl- praise with a blast on the trumpet. Praise by strumming soft strings. Praise him with castanets and dance er, and dance. Praise him with banjo and flute. Praise him with cymbals and a big bass drum. Praise him with fiddles and mandolin. Let every living, breathing creature praise God. Hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is such a wonderful psalm, and I want us all to participate in saying these rich words. So I invite us to say Psalm 150 responsively that are projected and in our hymnals. Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God for his mighty deeds. Praise God with trumpet sound. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with sounding cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Amen. These are good words. And a reminder to us that our task in the short time we have in this earthly life is to praise God, whatever instrument we play. How many of you actually play a musical instrument? Would you raise your hands? Oh, look around. Your music teachers would be so pleased. How many of you use the instrument of your voice? Would you raise your hands? Oh, even more. How many of you use the instrument of love and compassion? Would you raise your hands? Oh, that's everybody. Yes. Whatever our instrument is, whatever it is, we're invited to use it with great vigor and great joy, and it indeed is pleasing to God. Good religion helps us to see what is holy in the worship space in such a way that we begin to see what is holy outside of the worship space. Good religion trains our eyes to see what God is doing so that we can see what God is doing everywhere, not just on Sunday mornings. Peter Hill has a vision that I share of seeing the sacred in the midst of the secular 
and that there is sometimes a blurred line between what is sacred and what is secular. Do you remember what happened when Jesus was on the cross? Uh, It says in the scriptures that when he gave up his spirit, when he died, something happened in the temple. In the temple, there was a, a cloth, a veil between the congregation and the Holy of Holies. And it says in the scriptures that when Jesus died, that veil ripped in two and separated. That veil was called the phanum. So anything in, f- in front of the Holy of Holies was the profanum, from which we get the word profane. And everything behind the veil was holy, and only a few people got to go back there, the high priests, once a year. Through Jesus' life and death and resurrection, that separation between what was profane and what was holy was separated. And now everything was holy. We were invited to see an incarnational expression of God's love, not only in the holy of holies, but everywhere. What the choir and musicians did today was to show us how to weave the secular and the sacred together. It was masterful to hear the choir sing Fix You by Coldplay, woven with a Simon and Garfunkel bridge over troubled water. For those of us who have eyes to see and ears to hear, we can hear the inner desire of all people in that song, Fix You. We can hear the brokenness and longing that we all have. When you try your best, but you don't succeed. When you get what you want, but not what you need. When you feel so tired, but you cannot sleep. Stuck in reverse. Lights will guide you home. We know who the light of the world is. And he told us, you are the light of the world. Is that not our brokenness, our longing, our hope? and our truth. Hearing bridge over troubled water, is that not a metaphor for Christ? That Christ is the bridge that carries us over troubled waters. Do you see how when we, in the sacred space, hear a so-called secular set of lyrics, We can see the spirit intertwining the sacred and the secular. This is nothing new. One of my favorite hymns is This is My Father's World. Now, in the last 30 years or so, I have come to appreciate inclusive language for God because God as male or God as female is really limited. God is so much more than that. But we know that everything is pointing to a deeper truth, a deeper wisdom. Listen to how the writer of this hymn 
in the early part of the 20th century, wrote about seeing the holy everywhere. This is my father's world, and to my listening ears all nature sings, and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas. His hand, the wonders wrought. This is my father's world. The birds their carols raise. The morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. This is my father's world. He shines in all that's fair. In the rustling grass, I hear him pass. He speaks to me everywhere. We're invited to see God's handiwork everywhere, but especially this day in the ministry of music. This time I would like to invite Peter to share some reflections about this. Thank you, Pastor Jeff, for allowing me to share my own thoughts. And I think in hearing some of my words, you'll hear how well um, Pastor Jeff and I get along with our own thoughts of the sacred and secular, as well as some thought, love of 80s pop music. When I teach introductory music courses, Students new to writing about music sometimes have trouble describing music in words and on paper. Music is a beautiful conflation of a sounds, thoughts, and ideas, and trying to talk about it and investigate it and deconstruct it for the first time is sometimes daunting. So I often teach that we can understand pieces of music as narratives. Every piece of music is a story. An exposition in music is like an exposition in a novel. A musical scene is set by its first chords and its first melodies. As the story evolves, the music changes and develops. After the story's climax, the denouement leads us to the coda and the final chords. Through music, we can explore the thoughts and ideas of a composer, poet, or hymn writer, we try on different styles, stories, and points of view. We can experiment with new ways of thinking and see how it is to understand through someone else's eyes. Aristotle said that to entertain an idea without acting upon it is a sign of intelligent mind. And this is one way in which all music is sacred, for to see through others' eyes or walk in another's shoes is our earthly task as people of God. And when we find ideas that resonate closely with us, they become our heart songs. Have you ever had the feeling that happens when you find a piece of music, or a song, or a novel, 
or a piece of scripture that speaks to you as if it were written just for you. As a college student, I remember reading Rainier Maria Rilke's letters to a young poet over and over and over again. For a time, I watched the movie Shawshank Redemption every single day. Just like I listened to Chopin's Nocturnes, and when I was a kid, the police's album Synchronicity and the Beatles' Revolver. And to be honest, I could sing Be Thou My Vision for every single church service. You'll notice Jeff let me pick it out for today. (laughs) These songs, books and movies, and stories seem to come to me as if they were providential. And I hope that you will find a heart song in our new supplement, Worship and Song. When you find these pieces of music, are not these heart songs given to us at the exact right time in our lives? And this is how music finds us and magnifies the light inside all of us. And like a great story, novel, movie, or show, once the music ends, all that is left is the memory of it. Music, in its ephemeralness, describes our mortality. We all become stories. And this is how music is sacred also. For to work at practice and perform music is a way of practicing and understanding how to live. From lofty hallelujahs by Handel and Beethoven to the shortest Tze chorus, there are moments that are both wondrous and tiny. And yet, in all of the beautiful sounds that we make and words that we sing, I have learned over the years that perhaps the most sacred moments might be when the music stops. Just for a second, and we take a breath together. These are the rests when we all breathe out and when we have a moment to understand what we have just sung or said. When asked what was the greatest event in American history, Fred Rogers said, I can't say. However, I suspect that like so many great events, it was something very simple and very quiet with little or no fanfare. The really important great things are never center stage of life's dramas. They're always in the wings. And how lovely it is for music to provide us the opportunity to all exhale together. We can realize, in real time, the beauty of our own thoughts in the midst of such larger things. And this is what I believe is to find the sacred. I'm a fantastically lucky music director here at Chatham UMC. I'm allowed to direct groups that work on music that I love, Classical choral music, spirituals, hymns, Christian contemporary music, inspirational secular pieces, handbell music, songs that are my own heart songs. And I am surrounded by great musicians from our organist and accompanist to drummers, to guitar players, to singers, to harmonica players, to handbell ringers, to Sunday school kids, and to a congregation that sings. After last summer's refurbishment of our own sanctuary, our church is becoming known for its great acoustics. In addition to the masterwork Camerata and the New Jersey Youth Chorus, our sanctuary will soon host the Harmonium Chorale from Madison, 
a meeting of the American Guild of Organists, and the complete Masterwork Chorus. Our music program at Chatham UMC and we have much with which to look forward. And how lucky we are, and I am, to be able to sing or play every week in a church music program and explore both new music and new ideas and familiar heart songs every week. Other institutions, schools, have programs at the end of a semester or course, but we get to work on and perform music every Sunday. When my wife Katie and I talk about where I am from, I have this funny thing that I do. If we talk about some place that I have lived or even visited, I'll joke, oh yes, I know about that place because I'm from there. To me, being from there facetiously means that I somehow know about that place or people. Now, I've lived on the West Coast. I was born in Seattle, Washington. I lived in Davis and West Sacramento, California. I visited Southern California plenty of times because my mom's family lives in those parts. I've lived on the East Coast. When I was a kid, I lived in Wilmington, Delaware, Freehold in South Jersey before growing up in Pennsylvania. And I've also lived in New York City, Montclair, Cleveland, Ohio, and now Chatham. So I'm not sure if I have the same sense of home as other people. Moving to and then growing up in rural Pennsylvania, my parents were often considered by others in our small town as the new people because they just weren't from there. When I lived in Cleveland, I happened to go from apartment to apartment for all nine years I lived there. Home hasn't always seemed to me to be a place, but rather an idea. So after two seasons of being music director here in Chatham, I've begun to say, I'm from here. This place feels like my home. I often say, to people in my church music program that with our music we minister to others and through our music we are ministered to ourselves. We do together what alone we cannot. Our anthem today, Bridge Over You, describes how Christians can be in community. The light of God that is in all of us leads us home. So, thank you to all of our musicians, young and old, who take part in our music program and thank you to all of our artists who make our Sunday services possible and beautiful. Ushers, greeters, Tom Kitson and his team who work the, with the PowerPoint projections, Rob Rattler and his team who work our audio board and give us the microphones to be heard. Thank you to the Chancel Guild, also led by Tom Kitson, who provide us with stunning visuals every season of the year. Today, I charge you, the congregation, to thank one of our artists and musicians following the service. After the postlude, shake their hands. Give them a hug. Let them know they are appreciated. Let them know they are always welcome. And this is their home. 